welcome to the Musicians Weekly Digest podcast. I'm your host, Easton Parks, and today's date is April 11th. It is a Tuesday. Uh, my segments today are as followed. New music releases, recent addictions, Frank Ocean's Coachella disaster, and new music coming this week. So for some new music releases, I've got quite a few to talk about. First of which is Angel Olsen Forever Means. This is an EP. These seem to be leftovers from her last album. These songs are sparkling and sweet. They're kind of popish ballads. Everything feels intimate and grand, but at the same time, if you could hold this in your hand, I feel like it would it'd be like sand and just come straight, straight through my fingers. I don't know what that means. But I think it's a decent description of what this feels like. Really sweet, very delicate. Good EP to go listen to. Another one is Hussy Blue EP. I believe I'm saying her name right. It's H-U-S-S-Y. Uh, I'm, I'm not even really listened to this EP in full yet, but I'm excited for it. Um, her release from 2021... It's called an album in, in uh, Logic, but it's seven songs, 23 minutes, so I feel like it's more of an EP. Um, that was one of my favorite projects of 2021. Very short and sweet indie songwriting project. And from the little I've heard from this one, it sounds like the same goodness that her previous project was. My album of the week is The Tallest Man on Earth, Henry Street. This is very sweet and intimate folk rock from Sweden, indie folk, um, with a very unique voice. It has parts where it gets heavier, has parts where it gets softer, and the very delicate proportion of the two. You just got to hear it with your own ears. Um, I've come to like this one a lot. King Cruel released or announced, I should say, a new album called Space Heavy, and a new song for this new album has come out called Seaforth. Uh, King Cruel is back, hopefully better than ever, with his indistinguishable indie lo-fi sound. I'm a huge fan of his works, and I'm excited for this one as well. The new song Seaforth is a little bit of a disappointment, just a little underwhelming, um, but I don't think it's anything to worry about, per se, in terms of the album. Um... It, it, it's just underwhelming, just a, a tad underwhelming. And really quick before um, I move on, I'm just going to shout out some other projects that I'm not going to talk a lot about. Um, Nerver and Chatpile 2 Metal Bands uh, announced a split EP called Brothers in Christ, two songs each. And um, that one's for you metalheads. And uh, Feist, I believe that's how you say it. It's F-E-I-S-T. Put out Multitudes, free indie singer-songwriter, bedroom pop fans. Some recent addictions of mine are Joni Mitchell. I believe it's pronounced Hegira. Of course, she is famed indie folk artist from Canada. And this one is just so sweet. 
the phaser on the guitar and like the I I don't even know what to say. Her singing, the song Coyote opens up the record and it's just a perfect perfect song to sum up this whole thing. I I just love Joni Mitchell and her songwriting and her vocals and everything that culminates onto this project just feels perfect. I, I think I like this one more than Blue, which could be very controversial. Another recent addiction of mine is Pray for Paris by Westside Gun. Of course, Westside Gun of Griselda fame. Uh, Griselda is, you know, a hip hop collective, kind of underground. And he um, almost figureheads that movement. Pray for Paris was um, kind of inspired and helped by the late uh, Virgil Abloh, who, of course, helped with um, Louis Vuitton, and he helped make other brands like Off-White. Huge, impactful figure in um, hip-hop, and he uh, actually helped create the cover art for this album, too, which is very fitting. Westside Gun, Pray for Paris. A lot of good drumless hip-hop beats. You know, the, the classic do-do-do-do-do from West Side Gun. You know, those those ad-libs are fantastic. His rapping's fantastic and the features are fantastic. Uh, this might be my favorite West Side Gun album. Now for Frank Ocean's Coachella performance. Um, so many people, so many people are disappointed by this. Essentially, Frank, um, to our knowledge, pulls the live stream for Coachella in real time, pulls the live stream first a couple hours from the start of the performance. And, um, and then for the people in the stands, the, the performance didn't start for over an hour past when it should have and then he played this odd set very odd set for Frank Ocean for that for maybe an hour hour 20 and then he has pulled off stage because of curfew violation essentially now what gets reported afterwards is even more intriguing and it's that he had this stage set up with an ice rink It took hundreds of hours to make, and he had ice skaters and all this stuff figured out for it. And day of, apparently, he goes ahead and cancels that, says, I don't want this stage anymore, um, and almost refuses to perform. So they spend all day tearing the stage down, trying to fix it, trying to work on it. And um, this helps delay in him getting on stage and maybe some other things, too. He reportedly got hurt a couple days before Coachella in a biking accident. A lot of people say his PR team is doing wonder wonders because um, of this performance he had, which I haven't even talked about yet. So he he plays some of his songs, kind of remixed a little bit, and then in the middle of the set, there's this random DJ set um, from a friend of his, apparently that he puts on he talks a little about 
his Homer radio stuff, which he's been putting out on Apple Music, kind of just some playlists, maybe hour long, of different types of music that he likes. And he said he's really inspired by that stuff. So I'm not as bothered by it, but it's still a little weird. And um, just the instrumentation, the songs, everything felt a little lackluster. His uh, stage presence, especially, you know, he sat down like in the back of the stage for a bit in between songs. He was taking like two three minutes of silence. You know, nothing was happening. He was bringing up random people on the stage for no reason, stuff like that. You know, many fans are, are mad because they spent thousand some dollars to come see Frank Ocean at Coachella. And they saw half of a set that wasn't very good from Frank Ocean. Famed R&B legend, especially of this generation. Everybody loves him. Very beloved. I mean, I everybody's expectations were probably a little too unrealistic. Way too high. But, I mean, we all know Frank Ocean's weird. But this was just so odd. I mean, the the stage, I don't know, dancers were just walking around in circles on the stage. They were supposed to be ice skaters, so they weren't ice skating. I don't know. All of this was just seemed like a disaster. Um, hopefully he's playing next week. I've heard threats that Coachella might pull him. I doubt that because that's the big name of Coachella this year and uh, hopefully he fixes his act for the before the next show um, I do want to throw out some positives white Ferrari was awesome I think it was the first time he ever played that I think and um, he uh, had a very heartfelt conversation with the crowd about his brother um, and that's the reason he was doing Coachella he said because his brother and him would go out and come to Coachella but he's also said that he's not doing this because of new music. Not that there's not new music, but not right now. I'm pretty sure I just quoted that exactly off the top of my head. Um, so that has confirmed something and nothing at the same time. So Frank Ocean's back with his shenanigans. Yeah, I don't know. This this was a disaster. And Coachella is very upset about it, too. Well, coming around to uh, my last segment, of course, as always, it's music, new music coming this week. Uh, I have some pretty interesting ones here. First of is All Hands underscore Make Light. And the album is Darling the Dawn. Uh, I couldn't find a whole lot about this band, but... They're from Montreal, Canada, and the singles so far sound very angelic or ethereal. As almost, uh, it sounds almost like a indie ambient crossover. Sounds very promising. Esther Rose, uh, "Safe to Run" album comes out this Friday as well. This is alternative folk from Detroit. Very. Uh, like very strong twang and uh, you could call it retro country it just shouts back to the old days and 
It sounds very warm. And uh, this is something I'm probably not going to be listening to. And that's Smashing Pumpkins. I don't even know how to say it. A-T-U-M. I'm going to say it's Autumn or it's a tomb or a tum. I don't know. New Smashing Pumpkins stuff is not my vibe right now. Um, so sorry to send it, to end it on a sour note. But um, there's always good music coming out, whether that's um, hip-hop or indie or lo-fi or experimental or metal. You just got to find it. And that's what I'm trying to do for you guys today and always. And that's wrapping up the show. This is the Musicians Weekly Digest podcast. I am your host, Easton Parks. Today's date is Tuesday, April 18th, and thank you for joining me today.